He who comes in the name of the Lord of hosts, bless, O Lord, the reading of the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Our Lord, God, and Savior, and King of us all, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, to Him be the glory forever. Amen. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. These things I have spoken to you in figurative language. But the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me, and have believed that I came forth from God. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. Again I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said to him, See, now you are speaking plainly and using no figure of speech. Now we are sure that you know all things, and I have no need that anyone should question you. By this we believe that you came forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the Christ is risen, truly he is risen. I wanted to talk today about the Feast of the Ascension that we celebrated on Thursday. The Feast of the Ascension is not something that we just, that took place 2,000 years ago and has no relevance for our life today. Although our Lord Jesus Christ as head has ascended, the beauty or the thing that makes it so significant is we as members of his body are ascending with him. Because he ascended, we also are ascending. If we are faithful, the feast of the Lord's ascension is our own feast. So if we look at it, for example, the, the, the fact of the ascension itself, the readings of the ascension surrounding the ascension describe an amazing event that the apostles witnessed. The Lord, by his own power, is taken up to, into heaven. And in doing so, he's opening a path for us as well. And the gates of paradise are open to us again. Do you remember the words that we say? Actually, we read it in one of the Psalms in the, in the Gospels this week. But we also say it uh, during the reenactment, uh, during the Feast of the Resurrection. 
In the Psalms it says, Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, O you everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in. And this is fulfilled in the Feast of the Ascension. In Christ, man returns to God. Imagine sort of the glory of the moment. The scripture says in the Bible, it says that as they were looking, he was lifted up from them and a cloud took him from their sight. And they were looking intently in the sky as he was going. So they're staring at the air because of this amazing thing. And it's so impressive that they're staring and staring and staring that the angels had to sort of wake them up. And he said, men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way as you have seen him go into heaven. The disciples were just staring and staring and staring and the angel said, it's okay. Christ, the same way that he was lifted up, will come again from the heavens. So it was a glorious ascension. And it summons us to our own to faith. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending into heaven where he was before? And he says, truly I say to you, you will see the heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So he prepared the disciples for this moment, for this reality. And he fulfilled it on the Feast of the Ascension. And as I was saying before, the Feast of the Ascension, our Lord Jesus Christ does not enter into heaven alone. In his mystical body as the church, we enter with him, we ascend with him. Listen to what St. Paul says. He says, therefore it is said, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He also descended is he who also ascended far above the heavens that he might fill all things. So our Lord Jesus Christ, just after his, his death, he descended into Hades, preached the gospel to those who had uh, passed away in the faith of God. And it says, for those he had justified, this moment was an ascension for them as well. An army of the former captives were led free. You know, you can imagine a great procession behind Christ through now the open gates of paradise. Adam and Eve and Noah and Abraham, Sarah, Jacob, you know, all of these people. And one day, us. So this is the great rescue that our Lord Jesus Christ did, that he freed the captives. Adam and his descendants they're not just restored to the garden, right? There's something greater than that. They're entered into the paradise and eventually into heaven. So we have fellowship with the ascension. When Christ ascends, we ascend. Why and how? The scripture says, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. It also says, all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. So by baptism, we're buried together with him. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of his Father, we too are raised and have a new and glorious life. Because if we're, it says in, the, in Romans, for if we have been united with him by likeness to his death, we shall be united with him by likeness to his resurrection. So when Christ died, we died. When Christ rose, we rose. When Christ ascends, we ascend. But you might say to yourself, okay, well, he is in glory and I'm still here. How is it then I'm ascended or ascending? If you think about sort of our physical bodies, if you get into like an elevator, and you get in an elevator and you push a button, you go to the top floor. The top of my head gets to the top floor before the bottom of my feet, right? My whole body will eventually get there, unless there's some <laughs> accident on the way. So it's the same way with our Lord Jesus Christ's mystical body. Christ, our head, is already in glory. 
And some members of his body have already gotten there as well. And we will get there too, provided we remain members in his body. So we are already ascended in Christ, our head. And if we hold fast and remain members in his body, we are already enthroned in glory with him. That's the fellowship of the ascension. Our Lord Jesus Christ, he doesn't return to heaven in order to abandon us. Actually, he is more present to us than he was ever before. He says that he is with me until the end of the ages. He said, below I am with you always, even to the end of the ages. In ascending, he goes for certain reasons. Our Lord Jesus Christ teaches very clearly that he is ascending in order to send us the Holy Spirit. That's what we're going to celebrate in the Feast of Pentecost next week. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the counselor would not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he says, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the comfort of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. And later in the Gospel of St. John, the same chapter that we read today, he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you unto all the truth, for he will not speak on his authority, but whatever he hears he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So our Lord Jesus Christ goes in power and might and glory, send the Holy Spirit to live within us as a temple. And in this way and through the Eucharist, he dwells in us, God dwells in us even more intimately than when our Lord Jesus Christ walked the earth. Our Lord Jesus Christ, he also says, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. While the, you know, the immediate context of this verse is about the crucifixion. But if we meditate on these words, they can have intentional second meanings. Our Lord Jesus Christ's glorification is in his crucifixion, but it also includes his resurrection and his ascension. So <coughs> from his place in glory, Christ is drawing all people to himself. He's bestowing us grace from the right hand of his Father to be co-workers into the harvest to be co-workers into the harvest. He says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So what is the purpose of us, of Christ's ascension and sending the Holy Spirit? One of the purposes is for us to preach, for us to draw people to Christ. He says, do you not say four months uh, more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields they are ripe for harvest. Even now the reaper draws his wages, even now the harvests, the crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you reap the benefits of their labor. Harvest. So our Lord Jesus Christ is in the Feast of the Ascension reminding us that one of the goals of the Ascension is Him ascending in glory, sending the Holy Spirit for us to preach. And he says, as we mentioned in the gospel last week, that he's going to heaven to prepare a place for us. And he said, we talked about the gospel that said, in my house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And he says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. There where I am, there you may be also. So he's preparing for us a place. He's overseeing the construction of the mansion for each of us that we may dwell with him in heaven with the Father and the Holy Spirit. The Feast of the Ascension is one of the feasts of glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord has always been a king, 
even before he assumed human nature, he was always Lord of Lords and kings of king, king of kings and Lord over all creation. But when he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and in the womb of the Virgin Mary, even though he was King of kings and Lord of Lords, he took flesh in a humble way. You can see in his life, Christ made no effort whatsoever to seek honor, even though that was what is his due. For example, like one time in his public life, after he worked a miracle, the people were so thrilled and so grateful that they wanted to make him a king. They wanted to crown him and make him a king. And what does, our, what does the gospel say? The gospel of St. John. It says he hid himself. As soon as he saw them coming to him to give him royal honor, he fled. But even then, he was king of kings. And when he was dying on the cross, the king of kings gave his last drop of blood for his creation. He very clearly, in his entire life, refused this honor, taking instead the absolute opposite, even though it was due to him. But after our Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead, even after he went and rose from the dead, did he go, for example, openly through Palestine and Israel and Jerusalem and Judea to show everybody what happened? No. He showed himself only to a select few, to the apostles, to St. Mary, to Mary Magdalene, the 500 brethren. He didn't go through the entire country to say, now are you going to acknowledge me? Now are you going to honor me as king as you should have? In some ways he hid himself even then. But on the Feast of the Ascension, our Lord Jesus Christ's kingship is not denied. He goes to heaven where he will receive full adoration, glory, and worship that is due to him. When Christ is in front of Pontius Pilate, when he is being uh, tried, he says, my kingdom is not of this world. That's why he refused the honor over and over and over again in his life, in his life on earth. Unless people worshipped him in spirit and truth. But those who wanted to honor him sort of as like a mighty person, he didn't want to have any part of that. My kingdom is not of this world. The church that our Lord Jesus Christ founded also does not have any sort of inherent uh, political or secular power. Yes, yeah, sure, the church could, for example, own property or something like that. But the church exists so that it can fulfill its spiritual mission. The church has authority in faith and morals. Christ made it clear that he was never seeking uh, secular power, even though he was the king and he was the Lord of all. But today, like I was saying before, he ascends into heaven where he will not be denied. Our, our minds cannot imagine the fullness of glory given to him by the court of heaven. And not just by them also, not just by the people in heaven, like I mentioned before, all of those Old Testament righteous men and women who are coming behind him waiting for salvation from now until the end of time. He will never again refuse honor and refuse praise that is due to him. It has to be given to him. He's glorified forever. He sits at the right hand of his father. He ascended by his own power. As God and as man, he had to leave his apostles and go to his glory in heaven where he waits for you and I. Remember, our Lord Jesus Christ, when we are created, he created us for heaven. He did not create us for hell. Unfortunately, many of us, if we are not careful, many of us who live in the world choose not to do his will. But for all of us who sincerely pray and strive to do his will, for them, our Lord Jesus Christ waits for us in heaven. So we need to turn our eyes to the heavens like the apostles, to remind ourselves that we are only pilgrims and sojourners in this earth. It's easy for us to get caught up in the passing things of the world, 
to forget that we were not created to be perfectly happy here on earth. I think the events of the past few months tells you this, that the world, you know, this uh, verse that we read today in the world, you have tribulation, but be of, of good cheer, I've overcome the world, especially relevant now. The world is full of turmoil. He didn't create us to be perfectly happy here on earth. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And therefore, He allows suffering and sorrow to come into our lives. He sees, actually, sometimes when we have too much of the joys of the world and the pleasures of this life, our minds turn away from Him and fix themselves on those earthly things. When sorrows and sufferings come to us, they are sent because of God's infinite love, even though it doesn't feel like it sometimes. It is at these times, not when we're experiencing the joys of life, that we say to ourselves, you know what, maybe I wasn't created for this world at all. I was created for the next world, the world to come. And I wish for all of us, actually, enough sorrow and enough suffering in this life that I would not forget my true home in heaven. I pray that all of us will have suffering and sorrow enough that I keep my eyes on my heavenly home. The Feast of the Ascension is also kind of a special uh, feast when I think about it uh, for, for priests and for those who, who, who serve people. Why? Because what is the goal of the priesthood? What is the goal of the priesthood? All of it, the priesthood is all about helping the people of God get to heaven. Right? A person cannot be a priest for himself. So in a way, you know, my whole life is tied up into your salvation. If you are doing your part, not only spiritually, but in all ways that could be considered, I'm happy for you. So what would grieve a priest who loves uh, the people is to see them not doing what they need to do to save their souls. So for your sakes and for the sakes of all around you, we have to be always striving for that heavenly kingdom, reaching that goal that our Lord Jesus Christ set before us and became the first fruits of salvation for us, always keeping the right perspective, always living the gospel, living what the Holy Scripture teaches us to do on a daily basis. May our Lord Jesus Christ who ascended into the heavens. Keep us faithful to him until the last breath, and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.